black man's this black fancy black bag for the old white man as a whole queen with your old mic hand would you show me a little black girl magic move uh, someone like you What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, a.k.a. The Perfect Gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the suede soul and the velvet vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones, Live All War, Everything, Answer E, All of the Above, a.k.a. Snapple Facts. And we're back. Oh, yeah. With another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts, Two Single Fathers, Two Single Guys, Talking About Love Life and Drinking Libations. And who are we no longer inspired by tonight? Tonight, 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 we kick to the curb, the Knob Creek. That was the uh, Total Wine Bro Select, so there will never be a bottle that tastes like that again. Ever. Ever. So we finished that one, and uh, we're on to bigger and better things. Like bigger and better people. Such as? Such as, of course, I had, you know, this is this is one of my favorite uh, port wines, so everybody talk about the towny port. I call it the Prohibition port. So this is what port is really supposed to taste like, so you're going to get those caramel brown sugar notes. Maybe some chocolate on the back palate. Back palate, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so let it open, let it breathe. From a, we'll yeah. say October, October harvest. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You taste it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we got the Mitch's uh, small batch, yeah. one of our favorites. Um, yeah. So that's what we inspired by tonight. Yes. Um, so tonight we actually do have some special guests in the building. Um, one returning, one a new. Uh, and they are here for, if I'm going to say this correctly, is it BGV? Mm-hmm. Yes. BGV. You can speak at school. We're going to still introduce you, but yeah, it's BGV mm-hmm. uh, for Black Girls Vote. And um, we're just going to get into it. It's, it's a really good time, really good topic. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting, well, the return of guests, I already know her. This is, this is, this is the sis. Like, <laughs> like she in the building, but the yeah, super plug. So I'll be the sis after today. Yeah, okay. after, after today. <laughs> but then the, the newer guests, we had the pleasure of meeting. Back to, what back to school event was that? Uh, the, movement the movement team. Teams yes. At Shake and Big. Shout out to you. So, yeah, shout out there. So, we uh, <laughs> we met at Shake and Big. We were downstairs in the bowling alley. And we just, you know, did a quick networking. And now we're here. We set it up. And we are here. So, I'm going to let Nooses introduce herself first. And then we're going to uh, get into the podcast. And then Old Sis, you can. You're not old, but you know what I mean. I'm right? returning. Season yeah. Sis. Season <laughs> Sis. Season Sis. Yes, Season Sis. Um, hi everyone. So my name's Nike Dra Robinson. So everyone calls me Nike, and I'm the founder and CEO of um, Black Girls Vote. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for thank you tonight for bringing us all together. No problem, Team BGV. All day. You want to introduce yourself, oh, season sis. Hey everybody, I'm Tanae Thrower, also known as TNT Diva One Twenty One follower. Um, that follows usually on Instagram, and I'm on Team BGV also. Cool. Well, now good. that the gang's all here, let's we're gonna have to do one more toast because you did it. Oh yeah, we did do a toast before, and the yes. toast was to I said com- an, to a great honest. conversation. You guys said honesty, so yes. we said an honest conversation. Yeah, so here's to an honest, Ooh, an honest, an honest show. Oh, oh that's on me. It's it's a lot of directions. I think when we met, well, I always knew about Black Girls Vote. My kids had the opportunity to uh, volunteer at the Sagamore event, help decorate. Shout out to the kids. uh, But uh, (laughs) I think with everything, we always want the origin story like a superhero, you know, how you come to power. 
Um, okay. So h- how did Black Girl, I know you've told this a million and three times, but tell mm-hmm. us the piece of the story that you don't share um, with the I others. don't share of how Black Girls Will started. Right, right, because you were working on campaigns. Uh, nope, no, not necessarily campaigns, but I think it's important to, um, the part that I do share is important and it's right. critical. Um, because I often don't realize that some people say like, I was inspired by your story. And people think when you start an organization, sometimes that you're at this great place in your life and you have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, there were three things that happened. Um, the riots happened. That's how Tanae and I got really reconnected. When the riots happened in Baltimore the next day, we didn't know what we were going to do, what was going on, but we were at um, what, what, what's Cloverdale. Cloverdale. We were at Cloverdale, the basketball court. And we were just like, What's going on? What's happening? We said, we're going to put this together. And I didn't know anyone really, but it was like, let's put it together. What are we going to do? So the riots happened. I live, my house is in Northwest Baltimore. Freddie Gray riots. Freddie Gray riots, my apology. That was in 2015. So 2015 really changed my life. The riots happened in April of that year. Um, And then in May, I knew we were coming up on 2016, the elections. And my background, to your point, I've worked in mayor's office. I worked for Mayor Dixon. I worked in the governor's office um, for O'Malley Brown. But politics was never my thing. My dream was always be in New York, be an executive, whatever that may be. But I was still in Baltimore at the time. The riots happened in April and July that same year. I lost my good government job, meaning I got fired, right? And some would say it wasn't like you got fired because I did something wrong. You served at the pleasure. I served at the pleasure of administration. You know that with Obama's son, Mm. son, right? (laughs) (laughs) So if you have a political position, when you work in government, like, you can go into work that day, the next day it's your last day. Like, they was like, today's your last day. There's no severance. There's no package. And I thought I had made it through because I had been with, like, the Hogan administration for six months. Mm. Nope. Um, But in May of that same year, I purchased the domain name Black Girls Vote, but I didn't tell anybody about it. I'm like, I'm not telling anybody about it. I'm sitting on it because I didn't know. I'm just like, uh, and I have this good government job. I'm like, and I'm single. And we'll get into that later. Like, I'm a single black woman. I'm like, I'm taking care of my single. household. My family, he's taking notes, right? My family, my nieces, you know. And literally the day I got fired, my niece called me, auntie, can you pay for me to get my hair done? I'm like, damn, sis, I just got fired. But I didn't want to tell her. I didn't want to tell my mother. I didn't want to tell anyone because I was a little bit embarrassed, but then also afraid. Um, and then that happened in July. And then in August of the same year, I live in Hanlon Park. Well, my house is in Hanlon Park. There was a murder that happened directly across the street from me. So, like, bam, bam, bam. All those three things happened. I was like, everything's tied to government one way, shape, or form or another. So how about um, I really look at this black girls vote thing? And I remember telling one of my girlfriends, uh, Latar, I was like, I have this idea of black girls vote. She said, oh, my gosh, you got to do it. You got to have a press conference. You got to do all these things. And long story short, um, in November of that same year at Western High School, we launched. And I say this because I always like to be like, you know, don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Mm-hmm. Where I would have always wanted to be this in order, that in order. We didn't have a, a website. We didn't have an EIN number. We didn't have any of that. But we just got up there. Like, We're going to change the world one black girl at a time. I was just talking so much <laughs> shit, right? But I didn't realize how I was manifesting some of the things. But I went out there with confidence. And then so now going on six years but six years later so that's how it really really started like those things in my life happened and then since then we've been growing and building and you know just figuring it all out building a plane and flying it at the same time what's the importance of black women voting man it's so critical um and really and we talk about i'm going to keep referring to obama's son right baltimore's obama <laughs> that's all good. but in 2008 and 2012 you would hear like black women delivered the presidency yeah. of barack obama it was a black woman who turned out and all of that and i said hey 
It's so important that if we're voting at higher numbers than any other demographic and we're a loyal voting base, what are we getting in return for our vote? Like, let's have black women come together and say, hey, we want X, Y, Z. We want this. We want that. So that we can improve the quality of life for black women. Because when black women, our lives, we know we're going to take care of everyone. We know we're going to take care of the village. And when you invest in black women, you invest in the entire community. So um, for me, it was just like, it's our time. But more important, let's get young black women. And so many people you've seen invest in like black women, but who's talking to the young black girls, the next generation behind us? And so it's important that not only do we vote, but then we make sure that we're talking about the policies. We're talking about things that impact us and our community. But then more importantly, we're reaching back and grabbing the next young black girl. What about the black boys? What are y'all doing? So listen, when you invest in black women, you invest in black boys, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you know that if you invest in black women, there's not a black woman who doesn't, and, and also that year, there were over 300, maybe 30 murders that year. And that's a black woman, black mother, black aunt, black sister, black cousin, black girlfriend. These are women who are hurting as well. So you impacting black men impacts the whole black household. And I think so many times we see so much investment in like black women, black women. And I do feel at times there's a lack of investment in black men, but investing in black women, invest in black men secondarily. Yeah. I, think it's, I don't think it's one or the other, I've always thought, because you, you, you'll hear people doing things for young black men yep and they're like well where's the programs for young black girls mm -hmm. create the program like if someone's asking you the question where where are they well it's for you to create or for you to to step you know. in because everybody everything is needed and mm -hmm. my thoughts where do black men fit in and black girls vote so so interesting you say that because people say all the time what about black guys vote what about us i'm like shit it's, i'm trying to put this together right right, right. And, 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 and i'm not saying mm -hmm. uh, there needs to be a black man vote but yeah but kind of like and so we have, let me tell you, when we first started Black Girls Vote, I want to shout out our brothers in the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. Moss is at number seven on Garrison Moss Avenue. number six. Number six, I'm sorry. Okay. Look, they would be at our events um, providing protection for us, showing mm -hmm. up, and, like, just being there. And, you know, Sister Chanel, she just came to our event. She connected us there. We got an award from them. Um, but right now, it's so interesting that we're rolling out a way to get more black men involved because men want to support us. Mm -hmm. They come to our events. You know, Shamel on our team, her husband Tony always shows up at our events. By the way, we want something more formal as well. But, you know, it's all in due time. But supporting Black Girls Vote, um, you're supporting black men as well because we often, we have our brothers, we have our husbands right. and all that. But it's a part of the journey and process and we'll do more programming specifically mm -hmm. for black men. But but, but, but not even necessarily programming because, you know, to the point about support, of course, it's always a financial component. And of oh, course, yeah. you have your gala coming up November 19th. Yep. So Are people, you coming? Absolutely. You sure? Did you get your ticket yet? I'm gonna get, I got to get it before 12.01. Right, so, so I can get that. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, did you get your ticket? This is an honest conversation. No, nah, I didn't get my ticket. So when are you going to get your ticket, I will be getting Kyle. my ticket. I will be getting my okay. ticket. ain't good. Okay, just make hey, sure better, we've been Y'all been saying that for the past two weeks now. Okay. Can I, can I say something? And this is no, honest. Ahead. This is honest. I really, like, so last night, right, mm. There was a, there's another event that's being held, which I thought was in conjunction to you guys. And another, Is it on the same date? I don't. I don't. I'm not sure because okay, I heard I bits. Set the mic. Set the mic. I, I'm not sure. I heard. I heard. Mic I heard bits and pieces. And this is good. I mean, you can pull. So you're comfortable. You can pull the mic closer to the edge of the table. Cool, right. You gave me the short cord. But it's, mm -hmm. it's cool. Sorry, man. No, I'm not trying to. No shade. I'm just saying. You just gave me. The, anyway, so mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I heard two different. I, I thought it was in conjunction with one, oh. and somebody was throwing out prices to Got one, it. and that's why I was like, hold up. Because if I put, I don't think this is the same event, but I'm coming. Oh, okay, good. Day, you I'm should coming. definitely come. Yeah. Um, no, and coming. then you'll see, and, I, and it's so important because, you know, it's not just a women's event. And we try to make sure people know that, that it's a multi-generational, it's men and women. But more importantly, pardon me, we're celebrating black excellence. So 
You guys, it's a vibe. It's definitely a vibe. Yeah, we we have today event curators here, myself. Okay. When we yeah. get together, we just we just do some phenomenal well, the things. Support, the support here for today is always mm-hmm. going to be strong. But now, you know. I'm the new sis. So tell us about the event. It's November 19th. November is this 19th? the fifth one? No, fourth. The fourth, excuse oh, me. Last year, we weren't able to do it because of COVID. But um, Black Girls Vote Ball, it's just a way for us to just share with people what we've been doing over the last year. And in this case, it'll be a year and a half, two years. And so it's a celebration of black excellence. You know, some would say it's the who's who in, in Maryland will be there. I would agree with that. And I put our gala up against any other gala. And not necessarily. Show sure okay. Yeah, not necessarily because, you know, you know, comparisons to Thief of Joy, right? But just saying Ooh. that the quality um, of the event, we make sure that we pull out all the stops and make sure people enjoy. It's open bar. It's a great price. Um, we have some amazing sponsors who are supporting us. And I'm just excited about what's to come. And just so you guys can just have fun, feel safe, but then also knowing that if you want to bring your daughter, you can bring your daughter. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring your grandmother, you can bring your grandmother. And you'll be there with, you know, elected officials and all of I that. I know. I just thought about that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's okay. They won't feel like, why am I there? Like, you know, I was talking to Jerry. Gary. Is it just Jerry? Bliss. Gary. Gary. Gary Bliss. And she was like. Coach G. Coach G um, of um, her step team. And they've been, they were performers for the first two years, but the girls stayed in and enjoyed it. And then yesterday we had a meeting. She said, we already bought 10 tickets, but I got six more girls. I'm trying to bring 16 girls. But it doesn't feel like it's a kiddie event. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of fathers bring their daughters so they can get exposure to that. And exposure to black excellence. And they feel like they're a part of that. Oh, baby girls coming. That's yeah. Cool. A lot of people bring their kids, and then they right. set up for, like, the kids to be picked up at turn-up so time. So it's the turn-up time. So, like, okay. a lot of yeah. kids are there for the Because it is open bar. Uh, and yeah. so it's 50% party, and it's 50% program. Okay. 60-40. 40% program and 60% party. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair. Recorded. So, so, yeah. That's good. That's, yeah. Do I need to... Take her like elite, like like. Hey, baby girl, just your portion is done. Do I yes. leave and come back? I think I want you. Yeah. Should, you should arrange for someone Somebody else to, pick, to pick them up. Pick her up. Because uh-huh. I don't think you would be as comfortable drinking and partying with her mm-hmm. there watching. Because it and is open we, bar, and that's what we're trying to make sure that everybody feels comfortable. <laughs> it's open bar. As he grabs from, his drink, <laughs> as soon as you walk in the door, it's open bar. And we have a great sponsor, Moa Hennessy. Oh, so, yeah. So okay, but just something to but consider. It's like, yeah. It's Liddy. Oh, yeah. Or you may want to just come in, like, I don't know. Let me test it out. Then next year, bring her. Then next year, bring her, yeah. Whatever you guys decide. I got a good feeling, like. I would say next year, bring her. See what it's like. I've seen, the, I seen the videos. They uh, Like, this is the first gala I've seen people swag surfing. So. <laughs> Today, shout out to the footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I stood up on the chair last year, like. My daughter can I come to... already, so it's like. It's no, she year. can. She, she going to be, she, she can handle it. She She's at all the other events, so. Yeah, she can come, but. My daughter stays up. You notice. How old is she? 14, you said? No. No, it would be baby girl. She's oh, 10? 9? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's 9. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll girl. talk about it. Yeah, baby girl really be like with it. Yeah, you definitely don't want to feel like somebody's going to, like you're going to leave. You're not going to leave and come back. Yeah. Mm-mm, okay. You're not going to do that. Mm-mm. All right, well, she'll come next year. Don't worry about it. It's a situation. <laughs> yeah. Decision's made. Yeah. And it's at Martin's that. West, but when you enter, it doesn't seem like you're in Martin's West. Oh, she's definitely coming in. Because <laughs> she can dress up in. Exactly. Yeah, she's yeah. right around the corner from Pops. That's, yeah, that's too easy. Oh, oh good. Say less. Yeah, we're good. Oh, she's coming. Yep. You should bring, we should bring Pops so they can exit stage yeah, left that's together. What's up. Nah, Pops, Pops gonna try to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I know 
my phone. Yo, he's not gonna yeah. leave, bro. Pop's gonna be like, right, he's coming right. with the class too, bro. We yeah. can't head to the open bar. Pop, Pop's gonna fill up. Does come to the open bar with a flash. It's intergenerational, so like, no matter who comes in, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm staying. Yeah, it's one of my most proudest accomplishments just to see it. And the first year was like, all right, we put together this ball, and each year we sell out, right? Mm-hmm. But just kind of like you don't know who's watching you, and that's a and that's a big thing. Kind of you don't know who's watching you, who's cheering you on, and who's supporting you. But just to see it, and we started at the forum, like everything black. Ninety percent of our vendors yeah. are black, unless. Mm-hmm. We've had issues with some vendors before. I'm like, I'm not doing that. But um, everything we can, we can do black-owned. And it was a struggle for me to go to Martin's West. I'm going to be very honest. Like, the form was, like, great. They're black-owned. But we just outgrew, we just outgrew it. That's what's capacity. Capacity. And there was nowhere else. So we went to Martin's West. But um, just to see it and just to see so many people come out and support, and, like, that was such a great event. It speaks to our team. It speaks to the commitment. And just, like, you know, we're on to something. So it makes me, it's one of my proudest accomplishments, I would definitely And you say. know, most people, they post like, this is going to be a sold out event or the tickets are sold out, right? Mm-hmm. We're not joking with our post today. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the last day before midnight to get early admission tickets. Because yeah, I'll tell you, we are what, 50%? Yeah. We'll, our tickets are 50% gone. A little bit over. And typically at this point, we're probably at like 20%. It's always the last rush. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, people trying to be outside, outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they ain't playing. Yeah. We sold probably like six tables today alone. So I'm so excited that you guys are coming. Yes, absolutely. And and I tell the men we bring them out. We bring the women we out. Bring them we out. Bring I them out. The ticket for my daughter too. Yeah. Like, yes, no, yeah, I'm you really do. But it'll be great. What do you think what? about? What do you think about Jeremy? <laughs> huh? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that's a good question. Yeah. Let the conversation. So that's breathe. why we said maybe, and that's the thing. Like, but she can't really drink. I might so I give her. I might give her a seat at my table. Oh, Tanae has a table. Tanae gets a table. Oh shit! I'm sitting with you. Yeah, I hope we. I hope can we sit. Y'all can't get free tickets. <laughs> we not. We, we, we yeah, never asked for that. We just. Yeah, but today but today's table probably sold out. We'll figure it out. We'll make sure y'all okay. I just need to know. I mean, we. I handle myself in a room. No, meaning no, no, no. Okay, you'll see when you get there. It's like okay. It's like handle yourself. But it's almost like the people like to be like. Their table position in a certain place, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and then you're like, why wasn't I there? Why wasn't I there? I'm like, y'all don't understand. Once again, I can handle myself in a room. Okay, that's good. I can, I can maneuver, I, get to the table. I, I know you're going to you. You gonna do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do do. <laughs> it, might be, it might be even more fun to be at in random tables. In the cut, yeah. Sit next sure. to random people. And like, that would be good. Great networking. The corporate crashers. We the corporate, car- corporate crashers. Oh, okay. That's cool. Then I'll make sure. But no, <laughs> that paid, yeah, we not crashed out. We actually paid. But no. last year, remember the Cavs crashed out party? But they bought a table this year. So that's so funny. Hilarious. Okay. What did it mean to be on the cover of oh Baltimore Magazine? It's still surreal. People still call me. And um, I didn't realize I was on the cover uh-huh. until the morning of the shoot. Because um, in 2018, I moved to New York to go to grad school. My dream has always been to live in New York. So I was in New York. I got this email like, hey, we want you to do um, Baltimore Magazine. And we're highlighting 30 women. I'm like, I don't even know if I can make it to Baltimore. I had no plans on coming to Baltimore. I didn't realize it was a cover until that morning. I was running late. And I was like, hey. In my mind, they said, I want you to wear black and white, all white or all black. I'm like, okay, cool. So I called the photographer that morning. And was like, hey, um, I'm running late. And he was like, okay, so um, what are you wearing? I said, well, I have a few options. I have this option, this option. And he said, okay, well, if you on the cover. I said, the cover? I said, it's all 30 of us on the cover. He said, no, it's just you. I said, oh, my God. And I called my best friend, Shanta, I was like, bitch, I'm on the cover, right? Like, it was kind of like, 
oh my god, like, do I have this? I don't know if I like that outfit because mm-hmm. there's a one outfit when you're there with 30 women versus yeah. when you're on the cover. It's like right. my whole Based mindset just yeah. shift. Like, oh my goodness. Um, but it was one thing to shoot, you know, there and shout out to Shanta and Brittany came and helped me mm-hmm. that day because I wasn't sure. Um, and then when the magazine came out, and I didn't tell my mom, and you know something that happened to me last year is that my mom got really sick at the end of last year, I'm sorry. and she's yeah, um, and she's still going through. So I literally my life was just uprooted just like that. And I remember um, going to the hospital room because she was in the hospital for over a month, and mm-hmm. taking her the magazine cover, and she was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I have video of her in her hospital room watching the mag, and so for that was my more than anything and more than anybody else saying it, it was just like and then I remember literally pushing her in the wheelchair and going into the bookstore at the hospital and she's like I want to be a magazine and she's like there it is there it is so that was just so priceless That's and amazing. so for people just to you know and I think so many people particularly like black women they don't know if people see them and recognize them so for someone to reach out to me like we want you on the cover and there was some there's some amazing badass mm-hmm. women that mm-hmm. we know of but it's like you're going to be on the cover like up next I'm like I don't know what next is but right now this I'm so blessed and humble. And people still reach out to me about, like, I saw you on the cover, or they still get it. So, um, yeah, it was a beautiful feeling and very humbling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I think from that cover, y'all had a conversation, it seemed like, or an interview mm-hmm. that you did with some of the journalists there. Yep. And that's Plus where the, it, yep. Absolutely. And that's where the, 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 the question came from uh, are black women, excuse me, are women great leaders? Yeah. Right. So, I think, what was the mm-hmm. question? What did it, well, um, why do women make great leaders? And I think one of the things you said was, Women are empathetic and lead from a place of love. Unpack that a little bit. Yeah, because when you're in this world, that's fucking <laughs> <laughs> we don't miss. I said, no, 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 I said, I said, no, 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 I I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't said meet him, don't say that. Oh, my bad, Joe, my bad. Hey, that's not what I got. Hold on, I got a magazine and a car now. You oh, have to let me be. For real, let me get a copy. Oh. You got one for real? I did have one. I got an autograph copy. Don't do that. I'm not signing. Because, yeah, I just feel like it's not. Yeah, I'm Look, I'm not signing one magazine. No. This will be the first. No. My best friend is that. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm a more of an introvert. I'm more of an introvert than people would think. I believe you. I'm just going to hang it in the No. Oh, my God. No. Why can't I tell my mother? Stop it! I'll but give you a coffee. I'm a little shy. Why can't I tell my mom like I know you? Stop it! Because I ain't trying to bring a tears to y'all. Because I'll I'll, I'll I'll pull a the cheat card and pull a tear. Stop! Y'all. Oh my god, the cheat card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a trump card and put a tear in y'all. But I'll see that. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but this is an honest conversation. So funny. I don't know. I don't know. This is an honest conversation. I'm honestly, I'm really nervous right now. Okay. The cool cheat card. Yeah. Okay. You sign it. Or yeah. yeah. It's not a cheat cheat card. Go ahead. Yeah. I know it's something. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. Em- I just feel women like women. Okay. Leaders, yeah. yeah. So we've all have been in places and spaces where it's like environments where we everyone has something going on with them, right? Everyone and we we wear it so well, like a mask, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, that like sometimes you got to stop mm-hmm. and see, like, look within, like, are you okay? And even they're like, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm good, I'm well, I'm okay. But really, are you okay? And I think sometimes when we're operating in a place and you know things, business, 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 I think women sometimes more internalize that and we're more empathetic to people. And, like, what's going on? I'm observing you differently, not necessarily your work performance, but how are you operating as an individual? How's your family? How's your kids? How's that going on? 
And then once you start talking to people, you'll realize that they'll begin to open up a little bit more. They're more willing to share more of themselves because sometimes people don't necessarily care. But if I'm talking to you, I'm like, hey, how's this? Like, how's so-and-so doing? How's that? How's your mom? How's that? Pardon me. Um, people are like, oh, she really cares. So with that, it's not always about the money in the bottom line. And when people feel valued, then they perform differently. It's more so I'm not necessarily investing um, as much in the company, but I want you to believe in me. And I know that mm-hmm. you're investing in me. And I think women have that unique touch. And it's not necessarily, it's not that anything against men, it's that we all operate differently. So we're, we're nurturers, you know, organically, naturally. So how do you couple that with you want to be be an executive, you move into New York, so that's seemingly fast-paced yeah. um, power moves. How you how can you be an empathetic, more or less, executive, a leader? So and still, and, and, expect, yeah. and really specifically as a woman, as a black woman, mm-hmm. And all of the things that come along with that in that corporate environment, it's not lose the empathy. So honestly, I'm not in that cutthroat corporate environment now because I'm running a nonprofit. My dream was always uh-huh. to be live in New York. So for me, uh-huh. had I not moved to New York, I would have gotten married, had kids, and resented it. And resented like you never moved to New York. So me going to grad school was through a fellowship program, and I was. It was in New York, and I was the last class to do it in New York. And then since we moved to Georgetown, National Urban Fellows, um, but that last year in New York, and I was like, I'm going to live in New York. And so that was my moment. Mm -hmm. But back in college, my degree's in business marketing. If someone would have told me you're going to be working in politics, I'm like, bullshit. I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be living this high life. So for me, I haven't gotten there yet, but will I go to corporate? I'm not sure if an opportunity presents itself. But I always saw myself as an entrepreneur, right? And so Mm -hmm. the beauty of building Black Girls Vote is like, I work black as well full time, right? right? So we're building it and flying it at the same time. So I didn't have those experiences that people talk about. Um, at times, I'm not going to say I wish I had it, but I'm curious of how I would operate in a for-profit driven by, you know, the numbers and business and stuff like that. But that wasn't my world because my first job, real job, was in the mayor's office, in the governor's office, mm-hmm. in housing. Then I got let go by the Hogan administration, and then I started Black House Vote. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any of this plan, right? right? So when I look at my vision board, mm-hmm. um, a lot of things I'm still accomplishing, but I thought it would have been a different path. But even as a in a nonprofit space, you still got to keep the lights on. Oh hell so yeah! So doing nonprofit accounting, yeah, like yeah, we were for the mission. We want to help the people. But, but it's but, a business. Yo, know, I got to be able to pay yeah, my people to help the absolutely. people as well. Yeah. Um, and just 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 networking and just building relationships relationships have been honestly the key because i realized people invest in you before sometimes they invest in your organization like so many people believe in nike the individual and i was telling someone today like i stand by my name and my brand so certain things i take so personal it's like you know nah you can't mess with my name and my brand because my name is good in these streets Mm -hmm. because that's so important because when i'm going for grants i'm looking for opportunities i'm looking for funding people like all right, Nike, I support you. I invest in you. One of our big sponsors last year was um, Under Armour, right? And through, you know, Stacy, you know, Stacy was like, how can I support you, Nike? I'm like, that meant so much to me. It was, it, of course, it was about black girls vote, but she's more so, I want to support you as an individual. And that meant the world to me and so many other people pour into you. So going to organization, it's a lot of work. It's a whole lot of work, chasing money, chasing funding, but then also not being so much driven by the mission, but also the business. And I think a lot of times in black philanthropy or just us, we're hustling trying to get the corporate dollars that mm-hmm. the fundraisers are given, but they're not also always supporting black-led organizations. So for me to run a black-led organization, and now we're year five, I think we're, get, we're getting into our stride, and people are beginning to know us more. But those first five years, I remember looking up and saying, 
Since you got a mortgage to pay, you better go to work. And I would, yeah, yeah, come on, year six, pardon me. Um, So I had to go back and get a job. Like, you have a mortgage to pay. And then taking your savings, I told you I started when I lost my job. So taking my little bit of money, like, we paying for stuff to get printed, paying for balloons, paying for candy. That came out of my pocket. And some of the other women who were there before, like, today were like, all right, I got it, $20 here, $30. And then gas, all that adds up. Um, But that's a part of, like, the grit that you'll never forget. Like, and I'll never forget a part of the process. But... I tell people it's been the Black Girls Vote has been the hardest thing I've ever done, but also the most rewarding. And I'm still talking to women about mentorship and guidance, mm-hmm. those women who are in corporate America and looking to them for guidance because they have the resources and they know how this thing works differently because they're on a different side of the table than I am. How do you avoid the nonprofit industrial complex? I don't know if it's a real term. I call it that. That, you know, you see like the Soros uh, organizations, the Open Society, mm-hmm. throwing in a lot of money to uh, reentry programs mm-hmm. um, and then other agencies, other corporations, other people throwing a lot of money into their ideas or initiatives. And I've experienced this that a lot of nonprofits, what happened? Oh, a lot of nonprofits okay. go after the money and lose their mission. How do you avoid that? It's hard. I know. No, <laughs> no it's hard because it's like, you're trying to keep the lights on. So, like, we're funding this reentry program. Like, y'all, black guys, can we do a reentry program? But then it's kind of like, because when you're trying to, like, all right, y'all, let's get creative because people want to fund the programs. They don't want to fund your operational costs. They're like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I need something that I can, at the end of the year, I can put in a report and yeah. show some little kids, some little girls. We got to mm-hmm. show pictures and images. Mm-hmm. So it really has been like leaning, being creative. Like, the ball is our biggest fundraiser. So when people mm-hmm. are like, Nike, let me get a ticket, I'm like, Nah, that 150 that adds to our bottom line. That's mm-hmm. how I'm paying my graphic designer. That's my T-shirt design. That's my fly. That's two flyers. That's right? our voter registration. Bruh. That's, that's, that's how we drive. Yeah, no, yeah. Trust me, and so all the sneaker events. That's how that. Yeah, the $140 ticket add up once you do that. Do. You do that a hundred times. You like, and you're like, well, can I get ten? Like, nah, ten is a lot. That's that's how we pay oh, yeah. somebody. That's a weekly salary for somebody. That's and there's no what shade. Ten free tickets? No, I'm just saying it hypothetically. But no, that's real though. People do ask. People do ask. But can I get a table? And it's no shade to them. But I'm like. I'm counting the bottom line, like these numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like if you invest in us and just like that, it helps us because oftentimes you do, you often are led to chase the money. And then once you chase the money, you lose the focus. And I remember one time I was just like, y'all, Nike got to go get a job. Nike got to make money. Because I told y'all I went back to grad school. That means I had to take out additional debt. I have rent in New York and a mortgage in Baltimore. And Shit. one of my, yeah, one of my close friends was like, Nike, I promise you, he's very successful. He said, if you focus on black girls vote, it'll take you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. I promise you. And I was just like, it's something, every time I have a moment, I think about those words. And it has happened over time, but it's also a marathon. <clears throat> but back to answer your question, um, staying true to who we are and the mission and having a great team, like the tenades of the world, who your ride is like, we're going to figure it out. And like. And people have known us for certain things versus trying to get so distracted so early. And then that's when you leave. That's when you lose who you are. No, you do this for real because that definitely leads me into this mm-hmm. this other thing I wanted to talk about as far as <laughs> your tribe. Like we what have about a lot Kyle? Of- what are you going to talk? So I know the great segues. I'm just picking up your guy. Kyle's taking notes over there with today. They care about I know Kyle, Kyle got the card. He's going to pull out on me. I'm a little nervous about it. It's actually not my card to pull. It's actually Jeremy's. Okay, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's he see, yeah, the oop coming. She, she did this for real. So she she, she felt the, the shift in the energy. Mm-hmm. But seriously. She's trying to answer this question. You said I'm trying to answer this question. No, but no, I'm just, that's what it is, though. It's cool. Um, 
All right, this is my last question. Then we, we turn it <laughs> over. It does okay. not have to be it's a last question. Last it's an honest oh, conversation. Oh, it's all good. Okay, it's all but good. but your, your tribe, because you mentioned Tanae a lot yeah. and a lot of people. So this is something I really wanted to ask you about. How do you curate your tribe? Um, we've had a lot of guests on talk about how the tribe is important. Your tribe mm. is important. They have really close homegirls. You talk, you spoke about people. You know, here twenty dollars for the printer. Here's you know ten dollars to do that. So mm-hmm. that's somebody that believes in you, but yep. someone you keep close. And I think you can tell a lot about a person based on the people they keep around you. Mm-hmm. So you have that, your personal tribe, but then you also have a tribe of people you keep close to you because you're running a business that yep. you're impacting young women. So it's very mm-hmm. important and intentional, I think, who you keep around you. And last point to that, even on today's episode, she talked about having different levels and yeah. circles of people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't, you know, depending on the, the value or, the, you know, who, what they mean to you. But for you specifically, how do you curate your tribe? Man, it's hard. It really, because cause, um, people see Black Girls Vote, and when we launched, we, like, took off so fast, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, within the first six months, you know, Hillary Clinton's office was reaching out to us, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, and then Bernie Sanders. This is in 2016, as you know. Um, so, they were, like, we wanted that. And so a part of that, too, a lot of notoriety came with being a part of Black Girls Vote. Um, and then again, I told you we're building a plane and flying it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I say that when I first started, you know, like hey, I have this idea. I reached out to people who I knew. Tanae wasn't a part. Tanae wasn't a part of that initial conversation. It's people that I knew. Like hey, I have this idea. How do you think about? Hey, can you come on and help with outreach? Can you come and help on with advocacy? Can you help with, you know, events? Can you help on? There were so many things. But over time, um, and I said we did a recent leadership retreat. There's only one person from that initial tribe who's still there. Like, the one person. And, and even though Tanae came on early, and that's okay, but when you're building a team and a tribe, sometimes when people walk away or people have other priorities, that's personal. Like, I would be sad sometimes if people are like, hey, I can't do this anymore, or people are no longer part of the organization because I looked at it as um, a, a reflection of me. Like, I'm not being a good leader, or I can have done things differently to keep them and retain them, or I should have done this differently. Maybe if I raised more money, I could have paid them sooner and all those things. But then I also realized that everybody can go to every part of the journey with you. And sometimes that's the hard part. And even now in BGV, and I share, there are some people that we may have to shift out where you may have been a part of the organization for five years, even though you may not have been there in the very beginning. But if you have a toxic culture. And so right now, just protecting the culture in BGV is so important and so critical because I see where we're going more and more each day. So I'm very selective on people who are close to me and who have access to me all the time. And even now, having an assistant is like, um, early on, I was exposed to one of my great mentors, right? Very successful in the music industry. Everyone knows him. And so many things I learned early on, I didn't realize it was preparing me. Like, oh my God, I get it now. And people are like, can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, I can't. I can't. Like, there can't be so many Nikes. But putting a tribe together of people that, you know what? Hey, can you take this event? Can you do this? Because it's not necessarily just uplifting Nike. It's uplifting black women collectively. But there's a very few people that I allow so close to me. And discernment is real. Discernment is real and having wisdom around you. And people who you know are your ride or dies in a village that you know that's going to support you regardless. That has been real key to me. And people you can just call and cry and be vulnerable with and be like, I don't know. Like, let me help you. How can I help you? You know, I've had sponsors pull out of events, and I've had people step up. I'm like, how much did they commit to? All right, well, let me give this amount. Let me help you there. And just having the support of people just cheering you on. Because um, sometimes we often look to people in our immediate community, our immediate friends who are going to support you. But it's the people who are watching you silently mm-hmm. and who are speaking your name in rooms that you don't even know of. So that has been, like, 
super transformative and super like motivational for me and inspirational. That's it. I saw him give you the, like a little, <laughs> little nod. Nah. He gave you like the little nod. Nah, nah, yeah, you go for it. I, I I jump in as needed. Yeah. Nah. So I, I think my my what I really wanted wanted to say in the beginning was, um, I hear your stories of all your your triumphs and and everything. The beauty and the struggle. Mm-hmm. Let's say that the the struggle you had to go to, but you found beauty in it, and you were pulled so many different directions. Um, when did you have time for yourself? Um, I'm gonna add something to that beauty, that beauty and the struggle. Mm-hmm. So for me, I grew up middle class household. Like I grew mm-hmm. up in Randallstown, and at times I struggle with when people hear you're from Baltimore, right? I grew up in Baltimore County. I had grass. No offense, or something like that. No, like, like, it's, yeah, it's but studies you, about having yeah, grass. And yeah, yeah, but I'm just simply saying that I didn't have like I would always feel like I don't have that Baltimore story. Like my mother wasn't on crack. My mother, you know, kind of like <laughs> yeah. kind of like you know like oh you oh sis the had hard us, times, the yeah. hard times. Yeah. I didn't have that. Like I grew up, I had. Middle class, I grew up in a decent home, had friends, and so I had a really good childhood. So for me, it was kind of like, I almost felt like, damn, do I need a tough story? Do I need a sob story? But you don't. But I think so many times we're conditioned to be like, oh, you made it through this, you made it through that, you tried through that. But, you know, I grew up in a household with mental illness. My father was bipolar schizophrenic. I haven't talked about that publicly until recently. A lot of people today don't even know that, right? She's just like, really? Like, and people don't know that about me. And that's something that, for me, that was another thing I had to overcome. And still overcome, like, I do not talk to my father, right? Um, he's living, but I just don't talk to him. But that's because I had to protect my peace. But those are certain things and that people go through throughout life so it wasn't like the tough Baltimore story but we all Mm -hmm. as I mentioned we all have our own struggles we all have our own battles so time for myself um a part of moving to New York has been great because people no one knows me in New York like I'm chilling like you know the Baltimore magazine it's such an honor but also um in New York I said if I wanted to be in New York and be wilding out that's not my personality but if I want to go wilding out then I could because no one knows me in New York yet um and just being in a place that I'm living my dream of just, like, walking my dog late at night, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't do that in Baltimore. Hell no, right? Because I'm afraid. It is nothing like a peace of mind. So I'm getting into that a little bit more as far as, like, more time for myself and, you know, high the nutritionist, going to therapy consistently. Those are things that I've implemented over the last year or so, focusing on Nike because it ain't easy leading an organization. And so many people look to you for all the answers, and sometimes I'm like, shit, I'm trying to figure it out too along the way but that but that's that's what i mean so you you have all these people who lean on you but mm-hmm. i'll say i'll let me word this directly yep. so you understand Be direct. this is an honest no, it's conversation honest. Everything I'm saying to you i know is it honest. is i know i'm just picking up there somebody's got to turn their ring off whoop wasn't me <laughs> what is me oh uh, yo who calling me yo why, why do y'all do this Oh damn, we on that camera too. Fuck. I think it was Bashan. All right. Bashan recorded the bus. Oh, put it back up. Let's just change angle. I got it. All right. We building it while we fly, folks. I got it. It's a part of the process. It's a marathon. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, we still recording. Oh, my fault. So my question really is, like, people are dependent on you. You lean, Everybody's leaning on you. But mm-hmm. is there anybody, a particular man, that you are mm-hmm. leaning on mm-hmm. 
after the dust settles, after you, you know, yeah. everybody goes home, the mm-hmm. organiz- organization work is done for the day yep. or the week or fiscal year, whatever like that. Who mm-hmm. is who are you leaning on? Mm, honestly, um, I'm dating now more actively. Of course. Um, of course. But um, I don't have that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I tell people when my grandfather passed, he was my best friend. He my was best. my crutch. Like that was my support system. Right. Mm-hmm. And the man who I told you I don't rock with my father. So when it came to my grandfather, he was my everything. So when he passed away in 2010, it was like that was taken away from me, like my crush. You know, going that's a different relationship as it relates to a yeah. man, but he was my my person that I would go to in need. So and over the years, it's like I haven't had that outlet, right? And I've been so guarded per se, and not letting people into my world, um, and just kind of like. This is how I thought, which is so crazy. I'm like, I mean, I don't want nobody to sell my story to the National Enquirer one day, a People magazine. Like, I'm on some real stuff. Like, I was like, Nike, you're going to be this big person one day, and people will take your stories and sell it and stuff like that. So I would I would be so protected to the point it was almost my detriment, right? Meaning that I would be more tougher on guys or more not necessarily as welcoming and thinking that I was more like, oh, I'm the sugar honey iced tea. Oh, please, please, please. And then as a result of that, there's a lack there where I haven't dated as much as I would have liked to or dated seriously and things like that. So to answer your question, in short, no, there isn't or hasn't been, but I am dating now. So you're working towards that? Yeah. Working towards getting a crutch. So whoever he is, yeah. I mean, he's putting a smile on your face, which, <laughs> I, which I do appreciate. Which is a good thing. It's yeah, a great no, thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because Cause when you're in the trenches and I, and I tell the young girls mm-hmm. under me, like, Nah, don't focus on our work. You better focus on your marriage and focus on the family. Cause here I am, I'm late thirties. I'm like, eh, sis. You know, my friends talking about we gonna freeze our eggs. That's real life conversations. And you never thought that. Oh, oh yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. But I wasn't putting in the work. Right. So now it's like, oh no, it's real now. Cause like, today's <clears throat> <laughs> just sitting back, no, smiling. Because, <laughs> but but I I get that there are people like what's what's remember that show on BT uh, being Mary Jane. Mm. Like so, you take. Oh, I love you feel what I'm saying? So like, yeah, a, a, like real. I Very can relatable. compare you to her. Very relatable. You feel what I'm saying? I can Very compare relatable. you to her, and we tend to, you could kind of really like lose yourself in your work. In and, your work. Yeah, and, and it's a crutch. Yeah, and it's almost like it's, and a scapegoat. It's, it's, it's a scapegoat. I was just about to. It's a way to cover up mm-hmm. what you really desire. Because for me, it was like Nike. You got all these things going on. For me, it was like I would always think that the more successful I am, the more attractive that was to a man. Like. A certain kind of man, like, oh, Absolutely I got this not. going on. All right, Jeremy, but I'm telling you how <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, but before, that's that's not how I was operating or hold what we were taught. Because you know, I probably go to school, go to college, get this, have your own. But now, at some point, I'm like, nah, this ain't hitting. But for us, and I'll say some of my friends, it's like we weren't taught to focus on being this nurturer and caterer and wife and stuff like that. We were told to go get our own. So then, in hindsight, it's like I would have done things differently. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just, um, cause I was also in the same boat at a certain point, like mm-hmm. just like, nah, I'm at work, I gotta go to work. Yeah. Why are you not dating? I gotta go to work. Mm-hmm. I'm at work. I got the kids. I got work. I got the kids. So, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly understand like that mm-hmm. aspect of it, and mm-hmm. it takes a while to break out of it because you personally don't even realize like how much you, yeah, scapegoat your scapegoat okay. stuff that's very minor. Not to say that BGV is, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying that it's it's something, it's something that can be managed. Yeah. You feel me? And I say minor because it can be managed to where as though you can date and have time for a boyfriend or a fiance or a mm-hmm. husband and or kids. And you can still have a great balance, but we tend to be so guarded because of that one, that mm-hmm. maybe that one relationship or two relationships mm-hmm. that just 
just did it. And we don't want to ever revisit that pain or that anguish anymore. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm or the just, fear. Yeah, the fear. It's the of fear of, like, yeah. being hurt again. It's the really that fear of, yep. like, yo, if this, the worst case scenario situation, we always do this in our minds yeah, immediately. Especially when we... Or what if somebody's trying to play you? My thing was, like, what if someone's trying to, like, they're really not into you, but they see, like, that you have access to this, right? Because early on, and I remember um, when I first started working in the mayor's office, um, within my first week, I remember getting pulled into the chief of staff's office. They said, if something happened to you in the city of Baltimore, before you call your husband, before you call your mother, before you call anybody, you call me because this shit will be in the paper the next day. I'm like, what the heck? Like, oh, this is serious business, right? Not knowing, like, my, I didn't have a desire to work in politics yeah. or anything like that. So it's almost been like, I've always been like, Oh, wow. anything can happen mm. that can change the trajectory of your life yeah. and then so for that I've always operated in like I'm going to at my early 20s I'm in box with the you know at these exclusive events that I'm around high power people and I'm enjoying it like that's mm. when it's like oh wow I'm getting these different experiences so for me it was like that was a different kind of high mm. and then I'm also thinking that people are looking at me like do you really want me or do you really want to have access to be able to come to some of these events with me mm. and as a result I'm like are you really genuine I don't know if you're really genuine but you see where I'm going I see what I'm doing mm-hmm. and you just want a piece of that and then so for me it was hard to tell if people were really authentic and genuine with that because I do think along the way men are groupies as well like you mm-hmm. have women who are groupies who would look at you like you know as I talked about working for somebody who was in the music industry like oh Nike can you introduce me to so-and-so? I'm like, oh, that's what your angle really is. And I've had that before, and people got mad because I didn't make introductions. So I also was guarded from that um, aspect as well. People the, really, oh, go go ahead. Ahead. people really do that? People really like, yo. Yeah. Yes. But the, the male, yeah, the male groupie, space, the male yeah. groupie yeah. thing, right, I got to say this because I, I can, I can, I would look at it from another, another perspective. So, like, the male groupie situation in your, mm-hmm. in your light, Right. If I meet you at, let's say, if I meet you at the the gala that's coming up, mm-hmm. like I want to get next to you because number one, it's intriguing to see like why, why is everybody gravitating to towards you? So you mm-hmm. have a gravitating nature. <clears throat> so then after that, it's the matter of talking to you not in an interv- interview form. Yeah. You know, I really want to get to know you and mm-hmm. then find out like why are you, why am I gravitating towards yeah. you? And then after that, I can make you can make the choice. We both make the yeah. choice to keep pursuing each other you know what i mean yeah. no, why you roll your eyes no i'm like yeah i agree oh, okay, like yeah. no it was not like no, I'm I, I get you, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but i'm just it's, it's just a matter of you have to let people be who they are yeah. you know what i'm saying and, I, and but i also get what you're what you're saying in the sense of like nah you're not getting introduced because now you figured out if, mm-hmm. if i say hey who was that person like you yeah. get introduced you're immediately like, oh, see, here it go again. Like, mm. you know? But I, I don't tell people what I do. Right. Right. Even now, and even now I feel like black, like we're growing and building, like, mm-hmm. and we're not like, and people say, well, yes, I work for a nonprofit. I used to tell people I worked in a call mm-hmm. center, right? When I was working in like in the mayor, I'm like, I work in a call <laughs> that's center. Smart. Right? That's yeah, smart. Yeah, that's on some smart. rules. And it's not, and so for, I'm just like, it's, and I guess, and again, just being very guarded and mm-hmm. not being comfortable and open and not necessarily like, wanting to vet people so much but it's like mm. I've always looked at me I'm just a regular person I know I've never been regular that's not saying not regular but just like I'm just like you in some not cases yet. right but kind of like I don't want that to be how what defines us in this like look at me it's like oh this is Nike we can chill and something like that not like oh this you know and you, you don't know what's going to happen with my day so 
It's all been a part. Yeah. And I've learned along the way, too, as I was sharing earlier, that I thought that I had to be the strong, powerful woman. And I and it was hard for me to rest in my femininity a lot. And I'm still working on that in some cases where letting a man lead. Look, Jeremy taking notes now. Like he getting into it, right? <laughs> but kind of like it's okay to be okay. And it depends on the type of guy because everyone's not the strong alpha male. I know that's one of your questions, Jeremy. But so Get out my notepad, yeah. Why you say, you say get out my notepad? I intentionally waited for that one. I'm sorry, but that's it. Go ahead, guys. No, uh, okay, so so the alpha situation. <laughs> I just saw that one. I promise. I'm being so, honest. Ahead, I'm being honest. Okay, no, but, the, but the alpha situation can can play can play well in your part as well. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So you having an alpha male yeah. that can allow you that can allow yourself. Let me mm-hmm. say that can allow yourself to actually relax and not have to be in charge in front all the time. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's the balance that I'm very sure that you need and want. Yeah. Um. And also, like, I guess to revert back, like, we don't mind. Mm-hmm. We know, everybody should know their position, right? We know when it's time for you to lead because, hey, yeah. you got great organizational skills. Mm-hmm. You got great networking skills. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not good at that. Yep. So me watching you at these events, me watching you network and trick, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just move, you know, what's it called? Uh, work in the room. Yep. Mm-hmm. You work in the room, like, as your man, like, I'll sit, I'll sit at the open bar and just watch you. Like, okay, like, yo, my, my baby really out here. Like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> that's what's up. Like, yeah. but then we we have the conversation. Like, so like, if that person is is really in tune with you, like, the yeah. conversation would be like, so how are you comfortable doing all of this? And yeah. like, teach me some things because mm-hmm. I know even in our relationship, I can be very withdrawn and allow yeah. you to work our room, mm-hmm. and I won't say anything. So like. Those pieces like that can be very um, helpful in relationships. Mm-hmm. It's, I guess it's just a matter of the two people who are trying to make that work. Like, yeah. Um, and I also think that um, sometimes with women, it's okay to let a man lead. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you've been dominant and having to show up for everybody and mm-hmm. having to do this and, you know, being in charge and yeah. people look to you for guidance and you haven't had that experience with a man who can who can check you in some mm-hmm. cases and be like, no, I got this. Even though you're working the room, I'm seeing everything that's happening. I'm watching stuff that you don't even know what's going on, yeah. right? And being comfortable in that with somebody like, oh, that happened? I didn't even have, but like they're watching it the entire yeah, time. What'd you say? And sharpshooting? Yeah. And, and so, and there aren't too many people that have that skill. And I think, but then as women, I don't know any woman that wants to not, we're tired. I think, yeah. but we're tired. But sometimes we're afraid to admit that we're tired or to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like, no, nah, we have to rest and like, it's okay to not be okay and say, I need help and Absolutely. to raise your hand. Um, but we've been like, you don't have to, like, you're strong. And so many people I know that they want it, they desire it, but they're afraid to speak up and to go after it mm-hmm. and do the work that it takes because it's not just going to happen. You know, and friends, like, what do you think he going to show up at your door one day? Like, hey, I'm here. Like, no, it takes work. It's a process. <laughs> no, women actually like, believe like, that. Like, believe, like, knock on your door. Like, girl, it's a UPS it? man. It's a UPS man. <laughs> Mr. Like, right? No, but then it's like, in the meantime, like, what are you doing to be like, and again, so I will always be like, Oh, I'm the prize. And not yeah. saying I'm not the prize, but also like not thinking men are the prize mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. The certain type of man that you want. So it goes both ways. The, mm-hmm. the, the flip the flip of society, you know, this new this new society that we're in is, this is modern world. Yeah, this <laughs> no, real, 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 real talk though, because if even if you look at some of the the values of our, you know, parents, grand well, I would say more or less grandparents, okay. right? Grandparents, aunts and uncles, but different. um 
the the values that they have as far as households and just how men are like men were never really the emoting type and mm-hmm. and um they never complained too too much yeah. unless it unless it became overbearing you know what i mean like to the point of like mm-hmm. i have to say something but usually it's just the men are just like really no you know no no spoken words but when we do speak it's like one or two words but they mean something to the point of now it's just become like the more women empowerment yeah. um you know i mean the women have voices too it started with like well we have a voice too we're going to talk and then it got to the point of like women empowerment like women mm-hmm. are the like we're it now like straight up like yeah. we run this world like it's it's the feminist movement yes yeah. so and, and and not this but i'm, I'm speaking nah, more I'm, the feminist movement. I'm speaking more in the sense of mm-hmm. black women you okay. feel me i'm black women voices because uh-huh. Even within the feminist movement, black women weren't still being exactly weren't weren't still being heard mm-hmm. as they should have been. Okay. So now that black women have their 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 voice and they have they have the uh, everything to to be those leaders and to and to have that voice, it's it's almost like men are now taking the backseat taking the back seat into the approach of women are going to have that voice, but they still can't complain about too much. But the men are doing the more complaining in the background and trying to find their way to be the leaders again, but we don't know how to do it because the women have taken the lead. And these are just things that I'm seeing in the society. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm uh-huh. just saying like the, the the shift has gotten to that just a little bit. So I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, mm-hmm. you're saying that women are becoming the more dominant mm-hmm. in the household. and then Not men- household, just society in society yeah. so black women are more like the dominant yeah and the leaders and as far as black men maybe not so much and then yeah. they're trying to figure out their place yeah. and how they fit in it but i think that's also a part of engineering right so i think if you look at corporate world it's so much easier i didn't realize how hard it was for black men until i took a step back and looked right mm-hmm. um strong strong heterosexual black men right not mm-hmm. metrosexual, but kind of like strong black men to show up in the workplace it's intimidating for some people so i think there's a lot of investment um for black women sometimes it mm-hmm. often will overlook the black man because they're like oh this black man's strong he's intimidating but he's a strong black man so mm-hmm. you may go to the black woman first that empowers the black woman like oh my god did i make more money than him and this and that but Intentional. That was intentional mm-hmm. to then to emasculate in some ways the strong, powerful black man, and then that has been a detriment to our community in yeah. some ways in society because it's more so we're going to invest in black women and not black men. And even we go back into integration, we can go that far back. I and think we that talk jumps about affirmative into, action. Go ahead, Jeremy. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Huh? No, go ahead. I think that jumps into social how we're socialized and raised as well. Because mm-hmm. the thing I always say was, you know, is black men at 18. I knew I had to get out the house. I didn't go somewhere. Get a job, military, college. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the same always or more than likely for women, black yeah. women, that you know at 18 you don't have to get out of the house or go do something with your life. Yeah. So that gives you the opportunity to figure out what you want to do if you want to live your dream in New York. And, mm-hmm. all right, I can go have time to go do that versus, no, you know, at 18, you know, in, in 10 days I got to figure out what I'm doing with my life. And, yo, I was 17, a year, you know, a few days ago. I don't know what I want to do with my life. Yeah, but I feel uh, like there's been a shift now in that. Okay. Where I do feel like our parents, and that was what was at 18 you get out, but in other cultures, they don't put you out at 18. It's okay to stay home stay and save until money. You, until, you your stay, it's, until your husband comes, yeah. you can save money. And I think in our generation, that's our 30s and more so, like, it's no rush to put you out because we're putting you into a world 
that's so cruel and you're not prepared for it. And so I do feel like there's a shift there, but I do feel like our generation was lost along the way. And we were like almost like the sacrificial lamb. Like you get out there and you figure it out, but we haven't, we're not mature enough to figure it out. And I think that has been a detriment to so many people. But now what I praise is that people are saying, no, stay home, build your business, let me support you. And there's no rush to put you out in this world because I got you. But I agree with you. Now we got some people asking questions, so I wanted oh, to. Hi, hey y'all. To, uh, what ways? Oh, I'm sorry. And what ways do you want him to lead? When you were, and that was, I think that was from the point where you were having a conversation about women are tired because a lot of people was, women were oh, typing yeah. in there, tired, tired, tired. That uh, women are exhausted. And they tired. are exhausted, but I think it's kind of like, but we have to be with someone who we can trust, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like men like, let me lead. But Negro, can you really lead me, uh-huh. right? And are you confident in your leadership ability? And it's so easy to say that black men um, are tired of black women because y'all won't let us lead. But then let us be able to say that I trust you and being able to. And that's a part of us having to, like, uh-huh. break down that wall because we haven't been led by strong men. A lot of us have daddy issues and, and things like that, are issues with our past and things that we have to um, heal. And that's a healing process, but more so that I can trust you with the finances. I trust you, meaning that. One, you're not going to have me looking like a fool in these streets, right? Mm-hmm. So I trust you with, like, oh, this is who I'm with. Like, oh, he's not going to have me because we're all protecting our brands. Yeah, it was a church moment. Yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> we, we all have brands, right? We all have pride. We're prideful individuals. So it's more so if I trust you and I'm loving on you and more so, you know, with women, we're going to pour into you more so. And I think what I've learned also over time is that men – certain you got to get to a certain place in your life that you feel comfortable dating like a certain financial status you got to get this Absolutely. more so like i'm like i'm not even a real like an alpha male man like i have to be at a certain place in my life where i can even entertain a family and that's why you often hear like yeah you know some people say for black men the stride is 40 45 when you get to there or whatever it may be 35 whatever that may be 35 and above yeah 40 but for us as black women like Baby, I'm going to ride it out with you. I'm going to be in the trenches with you. I'm going to help you set up your podcast. Matter of fact, I'm going to invite the guests. Show me how to work the microphone. Matter of fact, I'll be the DJ. Like, we want to be along with you, a part of that journey. And so if I'm making that sacrifice for my mind early on and I'm supporting you through this time, that we're going to grow and build together. But your mindset may be, I'm not at a at a certain financial place yet that I can even entertain where I'm comfortable as a man being able to say, I got you, I got us. Because if anything were to happen, we know there's a different pressure that men have to do. Like, I got to take care of it all. But for women, it's more so like, no, nah, baby, let me ride it out with you. So when I say lead, it's more so let us feel comfortable in you and trust in you. And sometimes I think men have doubts, as we have doubts, but more so that as a man, I want to be able to trust it. I know that you got it, you got me, and more importantly, my you won't have me looking like a fool in these streets. And that's such a big deal because people like to have one up on you, right? Even though it may seem like it's petty and people people are petty. Like, and look at her, they all happy. But, girl, let me show you. This nigga slid through my DMs. And so in a part, and it's mad because you are vulnerable and weak. And it's like, Negro, don't have me looking like a fool in these streets. Like, yeah, like, you know, what? what's this line that Cardi B says? You got, you you dating chicks who follow me. Right on Instagram, right? That's the line of her song. I know the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you out here messing with girls who follow me. These women looking up to me, but then they laughing at yeah, me. Yeah. They, and and for me, it's like when you do that, that's hard. So more so that I can trust you, and I know that you got me. Forget everybody else in the world. Like you got me. Like I'm me. Like I was with you building a podcast. I see you doing things now, but Negro, don't forget this. And I think being comfortable knowing that. Okay, I'm not going to have you looking crazy out here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to provide. If I can take care of you and I can support you, I might not have all the money, but here's a little something to take care of that. It's the little things for us. 
It's the provision. It's the provision yeah. of oh, hey, Tay. not just the financial hey, stuff. It's the provision of the safe space. Yeah. Like I feel comfortable with you. I feel safe. Yeah. I can be vulnerable with you. And we want to be vulnerable. vulnerable. Is a part of that. You're not gonna have me looking crazy in these streets because mm-hmm. I have been vulnerable with, with you, and you've been vulnerable with me. That we already know that we are. We cover each other in those places, in those spaces. And if you can't do that, then how can a woman feel like? You can lead me in any other situation if you can't lead me in the most basic, in the most basic and the most foundational thing for area for me. That part, right? So even even with that part, I've experienced a a time or a conversation where though I had to like get checked on like really what is it that I want or you know not embarrassed by making you look dumb. You yeah. know, I've had conversations like that, and sometimes we do things to a, to like a. We do things not really thinking about the consequence, or not really. You saying we as in men, uh-huh. or just in, oh you, is in Kyle? Okay, Me. tell us. I would. I have done things whereas though I don't yeah. usually. I, I I omit. I'm an omitting type person sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's like I'll tell you like, hey, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was here. So you think that's also lying if you omit part no, of the I'm, truth? No, I'm, I'm saying to the now it's, it's very bad to omit, to be honest with you. Okay. It's, it's not a very good characteristic. You tell the whole story. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But then it's like, you know, like, if you tell the whole story, it's like... <laughs> so oh. you feel wrong. You feel guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were doing something you weren't supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how does that make me feel? Somebody who's pouring into you. I love you. I'm doing... I'm going X, Y, Z for you. Baby, I'm bringing you lunch. You're, the, you're at work today. You're on base. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me bring... And I'm going all out because I want to show you that mm-hmm. I can be a little submissive. I can be a little bit vulnerable. I mm-hmm. can show you that I'm rocking with you, right? I mean, there are guys out there, but I like you and mm-hmm. I'm showing you through my actions, not my words. And then so to have that, it's almost sometimes like a slap in the face at times. I get it. Yeah, but from your perspective, like, come on, it wasn't all no, that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying no. to the sense of like, I'm realizing my ways. I have yeah. realized my ways yep. in a point and it's like the older I'm getting, I'm just I'm trying to really like how you said we've been in a, a lane so long yep. that it's like we've used work as a crutch. We use our yep. you know, I've used my kids as a crutch. I've used inter, uh, this podcast and yep. entrepreneurship. Yep. I've used my entrepreneurship as a crutch to like not <laughs> have to even entertain the thought of the fear of what could happen if this doesn't work. So, in a sense of I'm still breaking all of that down and trying to, like, really get back to the person that I can just be open and be cool and just date and not really have those, uh, exude those characteristics anymore. Because a lot of the times, like, we can say that, yeah, I'm I'm tired of being this way. I'm ready to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm ready to be this. I'm ready to be that. But yet, we still hold on to those characteristics and there could be a situation where you don't even realize at an event or it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. if that person is there, you may like kind of tense up a little bit and then start moving a different way within the event. Mm-hmm. And you're not realizing like, well, why you well, it felt like you were avoiding me all night. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, no, I was, I'm good. I got to network. I got to talk to this person. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, all over, I'm so sorry, are, but, yeah. but really like I probably was avoiding, you know what I mean? So we go through that. So let me, I have a question. So Please. are there some people that you feel like you owe an apology to? Mm. Right, oh. in a sense that, in in the new mature Kyle, and the Kyle mm-hmm. who's just like, yeah, I may have omitted the truth. I could have done this, that. Mm-hmm. Like now, looking at it like, Shorty was right, or I could have mm-hmm. handled the situation differently. And if there are people that you apologize, feel like you owe an apology to, mm-hmm. 
Have you considered apologizing? Have you apologized? Would you consider apologizing? And not saying that I need to get back with them or saying that you're trying to get back with them. Conversation but, ain't that good. No, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> no, but, no, but, for, but, no, but for me. Go with a third glass and no, shit like that. No, today drink up, sis. Drink up, sis. <laughs> Shit. Don't hate, don't hate. But kind of like when like, you go back, when you, when you go back, it's like, mm-hmm. Shorty was right. Or kind of, and she's somebody who I cared about. And there's been times I had to go in the yeah. part, like, yeah, well, maybe. And then looking at it from that perspective. So I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I've I've done my share of apologies. Okay. Um, especially to people who I who I know that even in my immature state of mind mm-hmm. like wrong is wrong you mm-hmm. know what I mean but at the time you didn't think it was wrong hell no cause you, I was, just, you were just living yeah mm-hmm. and, and there was no and, and honestly I think the more that you're not really held accountable when yeah. nobody's really there to hold you and accountable and checking you yeah. yeah so you don't really have no sense of like yeah. of, of care to be honest mm-hmm. with you yeah but when somebody's holding you accountable like the women or woman that holds me accountable for my actions or yeah. or non-actions, those are the women who I really value and gravitate towards more because I need to, I know at a point, I need to be. So when does it become, okay, finish your thought, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, I, I just need to be more cognizant and aware of like, how, how, my, how I move and hold myself accountable by how I move with this woman and be accountable with this woman because if she's able to pinpoint that and make me talk about mm-hmm. my accountability, mm-hmm. which nobody really challenges me on, that's something that like more or less intrigues me and it makes me, it draws me more to you. So now I'm putting my more eggs into this basket because you're giving me what I really need mm-hmm. versus what I want. So like that that in a sense to me I'm just, this is just me as an individual yeah. mm-hmm. any person who can give you a balance of you know trust honesty but the accountability piece is a huge thing because going along in life like you have to want to tell the person like yo what you really did like was fucked up like mm-hmm. I get what you want me to do this but at the end of the day I'm not going to tolerate that yeah. and this is this is something that I don't want to revisit, you know, because of X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. But the fact that somebody has actually made me sit down and talk about mm-hmm. my actions and accountability, it means a lot to me because now I want to, I'm trying to break these layers so I can be the person that I need to be for said person or whoever else. Because even if it doesn't work out for this person, it's more or less a preparation for somebody else. So what's the difference between holding you accountable and then a woman holding you accountable versus a woman that's nagging, right? There's a big because, difference. No, so, so, so I want to ask you that because at times, like, uh, at times you're like, no, nah, you said you were going to do this, but mm-hmm. then it's more so you're like, man, she always calling me out on stuff. But more yeah, so like, yeah. that's also on my mind. It's an honest conversation, yeah. me holding you accountable to yeah. what you said you were going to do. But then depending on the person, it can be the person, how you feel about them. Like, yo, shorty, stay on me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so so, so, I'm going to ask you, and Jeremy, I don't know if you have any feedback as well. Like, because it's more so in my mind, I'm mm-hmm. holding you accountable and saying, you say you're going to do this. But then yeah. you may perceive this like, she getting on my nerves. And then as women, we don't want to seem like we're nagging you. We're like, yeah. no, we want to call you out, but in a nice way. It's like, Hey, babe, you mm-hmm. said you were going to do this and do it in a nice yes. way. But then at the same time, like, some of you need that, like, 
call you out. Absolutely. I can tell you, like, the conversations that me and, like, off air, like, when we really talk personal and Mm -hmm. and talk about relationships and things like that, Mm -hmm. we've had conversations where I'm like, bro, all right, so here's (laughs) what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Go yep. through go through the whole all thing the, like bro. Uh-huh. Look at these text messages. Like all right, y'all men gossip more than women. No, nah, yes not, y'all do. No, yes, no, wait, yes. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, I'm not no, gonna say. I'm not, not gonna not, say gossip. Let's not say gossip. Let's not. They talk. Talk. I won't say gossip. I know that's a trigger. That's a trigger. Not gossip. But they talk as much as as women, and it's okay. And that's healthy. But I think so many times we think that men don't talk, but you guys do talk. No, yeah. So we don't talk as much. And when we talk, we're, we we are very specific and direct. When we talk, we talk. talk. We talk with substance. We talk with substance. Yeah. You, no, we're not you saying do, you but don't. you talk yeah. more. So, so <laughs> it's, it's the difference. We talk with more emotion. Yeah, we're definitely more emotional. We talk with okay. emotion, too. So go ahead. I apologize. So you, nah, uh, you got nah, the text like, bro. But, 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 but we, the conversations that we really have, we we hold each other accountable for like, if you're like, bro, you definitely didn't fuck with You were wrong like, on like, it. Like, come okay. on, fam. But like, you know this is a good woman at the end of the day. So like, it's either... You're gonna do this, or you're not gonna do this. Okay. And if you're not gonna do this, bro, stop being stop being an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. cut the shit out. And that, mm-hmm. But that'll be the extent of our conversations. Like, yo, we talked about it. That's it. So you guys <laughs> went on to the detail. Where a woman way me keep going oh, no, every going time. <laughs> 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 but I tell you this part. Let me tell you this part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 even uh-huh. but even with that that direct conversation. When it's time to, all right, bro, you know, I'll talk to you later. Much love. Yeah. We'll be getting a car and drive, if, or even if he's home by himself, or I leave after the podcast, the drives home, or him sitting by hits him sitting in the basement by himself. We have time to think. So that half an hour for me to get home, and then the rest of his night that he has, like we're both like, well, yeah, this nigga's right. I mean, I definitely could. I could have done things differently. Uh, so do you go back and fix it, or you just keep it in your mind, like, okay, maybe in the future? It's situational. It's case by case. It's, it's, it's very it situational. Um, to I know you heard you asked Kyle the question: Are there people you owe apolog- apologies to? Maybe. Do you go back and give apologies? Sometimes for what? Right? Why? Why I may have been in the wrong. What's the point? What am I? What are we going to achieve by that? Well, I don't. It's, it's situational. Yeah. Where there's people I've dated in my past, we've not dated, and then we've tried to circle back, right? Yeah. And at that uh, moment, and then at that moment, yeah, yeah. And I'm just curious. And so for me, I have had to apologize in some ways, and that's not always easy. But then taking night and then like, you know what? I could have handled this differently, or I apologize if that's how you felt, but that wasn't my intention. And I think so many times we don't look at the person's intention, mm-hmm. and depending on how it comes across and how and text messaging, of course, can be. Very mm, badly misconstrued. received, misconstrued. Yeah. Um, so just like, you know, I apologize in that, and I could have handled things differently. So Absolutely. I have Nike, and this is something I've had to work on as an individual going back and just saying, like, I apologize for this. And, you know, I'm just curious. That is all. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's, it's circumstantial. So I will say that I have apologized to very significant people mm-hmm. um, that I and, – and not so much as – I've apologized for like my behavior mm-hmm. and really like took a step back. And especially as somebody that I know that mm-hmm. I've affected so much that their next relationships, they've, they've like turned into me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. In the sense of like, they are not being held accountable. They're doing all that mm-hmm. they are taking my, they took my characteristics and put it on the next person. Mm-hmm. And I really had to like sit out and we had a talk one time. I said, yo, I really apologize for like yeah. my behavior, how I acted, the the dishonesty, the distrust or mm-hmm. however I made you feel during our stint of dating. I mm-hmm. apologize for everything because yeah. 
I you never held me account, and I'm and I didn't put it like I blame you for my behaviors, yeah. but I was like, yo, it was kind of like you never really gave me any, you never had held me accountable for anything I did, like because I knew I could get away with this, I could give you a half ass sure. apology, and yeah. you were going to forgive me, and it's on to the next. You never really like held me to the cross on mm-hmm. like. If you apologize this time, you can never apologize for this again. Again, you yeah. know what I mean? Because we're done with this part. So it goes back to the actions, yeah. right? Yeah, my words, and I think that you know your words are one thing, but it's your actions. Mm-hmm. So look at people's actions. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but then that gets mm. old. Yeah, and it's exhausting. But I do think there's a fear of like not trying to be like. I mean, it's a competition out here, no, like yeah. for men and women, right? So you're like, how can I be the one who's not too, you know, the nagger, but then also who's cool, who you want to spend time with, like not the one who's like always down your neck, but also at the same time, like Negro, like no, you can't do it, you know. So it all of, all of those are are yeah. still situational because everybody's yep. mindset, everybody's bringing some type of baggage to the relationship. Everybody goes you know what I mean, regardless, yeah, like everybody got stuff. some luggage. Like yeah. it, there's no way around it. It doesn't matter whose never, luggage you want to deal with. Yeah. You feel whose me? Whose baggage and, you want to deal with? Yep. And there are times where you have to, you have to ask people certain questions. But even still, on a on a scenario outing type basis, you have to put yourself, you have to be put in a situation and put yourself in a situation to where as though you want to see how they react in these scenarios. So it's like, event wise, mm-hmm. if I know that I'm coming to support you, but we are dating, mm. uh, I'm sorry, BGV. Yep. Black Girls Vote, BGV, sorry. Yeah, BGV, holla at us, yeah, Google sorry. us, blackgirlsvote.com, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, wow. Facebook, Facebook, at Black Girls Vote. Wow. Hashtag, follow the hashtag. Follow us, please. Hashtag, you know, you get broke. And I yeah. start grabbing air. I like First it, I like all, it. I think it's funny how you ain't get a table last year. First of all, you tell me you're going, it's like, no, I'm just joking. I mean, it's almost midnight, and you might be joking. I know, right? Go ahead, I'm just joking. With those scenarios, being put in those situations, especially with somebody that you're dating, yeah. You need to see if you can be comfortable mm-hmm. with my woman yeah. networking the way she's she's going to be talking to a lot Everybody, of men and a lot yeah. of men who are not on the same level as you. Yeah. Can you handle that? You're going to be in a room full of women who are not on her level and may, they may approach you because you're an attractive man or whatever like that. And they're curious. Like, I haven't seen you. Man, like, who, yes. Yeah. So, Boundaries. So, so there's a... The rules. Right. So, the, so there's... <laughs> Hey, Tanae. So there's a way of like testing the waters with both of you guys in those social settings because now while you're Mm -hmm. doing your networking, talking to the high power guys, he may just be in the corner like just watching you, but then up comes a high power woman. He don't know. He's just like, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. What you drinking? And then all of a sudden, in the midst of you. I know it's open by. You don't need to ask her what you're drinking. (laughs) (laughs) but in that same sense it's like you across the room like and i'm watching oh okay like, every few minutes you because know? because <laughs> your word your word negro oh look at this negro having a great time sharing a glass of like you know what i mean like Maybe you just like give me one second yeah excuse me oh hey candace how are you it's like you know but that's mean? still based off of boundaries between you and that person and like whatever know. the boundaries are that you and that person decided yeah. to create within your relationship whatever rules or boundaries or just your comfort level and that's why communication is important right to be able to understand who each other mm-hmm. or who we are who you are who i am who we are together mm-hmm. and to be able to say all right these are the boundaries these are the rules or here are the triggers these are my triggers here are your triggers let's go but, you know and to be able to move that way Boundary. So it's not interpreted as you got me looking crazy in these streets, yeah. or so it's not interpreted as I don't trust it, or so it doesn't make 
her feel insecure or make him feel insecure. You yeah. have to have those conversations, which is why communication is important overall. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but and that needs, like it's like you said, that needs to be a conversation. Because even after the event is over, we already know, like, when you when you see the people that are lingering around after the event, so you're like, oh, here's who she here with. Like, mm-hmm. or here's who he's, you know what I mean? Here's who she who he's here with and stuff. So, you can check the vibe. You yeah, you, you peep it. Everybody starts yeah, peeping shit. Like, yeah, once the, the lights start coming on and people mm-hmm. start just falling out and it's the people that don't fall, yeah. like, that stay back, mm-hmm. that's when everybody's like... And they go in the chair committee. Mm-hmm. Hell with these chairs. Oh, Hell with these yeah. the, the chair The cleanup committee. Yeah. I've been part of a lot of Yeah, I've been part of a lot of cleaning crews and I've this, been mad yeah. at Negroes for not helping me break down an event. Like, you know I'm doing this event. I need mm-hmm. help. But also not always asking for help too. Like I expect you That's to know up, I man. need help. Is it cut off? You gay or just, yeah, just, just in the in the in the call. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's on Wendy, I think. That's fine. Uh, I know what she's going for. Everything okay? Yeah, everything uh, good. Yes, that, the cleanup crew. Cleanup crew's important. I the will say thing. this. Say when it. these lights come on, mm-hmm. I won't be around for the cleaning crew part. So I'll fold a chair or two. You talking about for the back girls football? Yeah. Oh, we don't want you to be a part of the cleanup crew. You're not part of the cleanup oh, crew. Right, we, we intend that for the black girls football. Yeah. You will, you will have exhausted every experience and every emotion you had. You know what I mean? No, that you're going to go home with somebody. No, yourself. don't put that out there. You'll be, you'll just be talking to somebody. You'll meet somebody. So, yeah. this has but been a great episode. You no, have no, a great no, night. No, I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. Don't put it out there. You'll have a great night. You'll have a great night. You'll have a great night, and you're not going to want you're not going to want to clean Ooh. up, and we're not going to put you in, in a, in a situation where you have to clean up. <laughs> no, I'm and saying. Kyle, I'm not going to ask you to help clean up, all right, Kyle? Oh, we will ask you to help clean up. However. I don't mind. Ideally, because you're single, right? Mm-hmm. You sure? Good. So you're single, and then there may be some uh, eligible, beautiful black women there mm-hmm. that you can meet. And if not necessarily the cleanup crew. But the conversation's so good that, you know, the lights may still be on. You may still oh, be yeah, conversing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, and no, that's the like, real thing. And you'd be like, hey, that grab happened. the chair real quick. You'd be like, oh, you still talking to me? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? You hear the rhyme, the freestyle? Right. But, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all been in New York for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, don't Been on every corner spit, but, spitting bars <laughs> on every right, corner. Yeah, dead ass. Don't no, suck. Dead ass. Like, come on, let me She got bars. And she got on Tim's. Hey, baby. Now you're lying. I don't even have Timberlands. That's hilarious. Yeah, she's from Randall's mm-hmm. town. You don't got no Tim's? No. I'm going to get some. I had some. Yeah, I've had some, but not now. Oh, it's, it's Tim's season. Okay. Yeah, winter is here. What are you exceptional at? I'm a great connector. Okay. Meaning that I'm great at connecting people. And um, just great at building brands mm-hmm. and, like, creating mm-hmm. movements and experiences. When it comes movements. to, like, I take so much pride in... Um, creating an experience. So for the ball, like every day I'm like, how can we create a different experience? So people walk away like, oh yeah, that was different. That was new level. That was something that I felt. Um, I f- it was something bigger than me. It was impactful. It was great. It was a great experience. It was a great feeling. And just connecting great people. Like I love seeing other people grow and elevate. So for me, my reward is when people that I've mentored or helped them along the way 
have um, excelled and done great things. So for me, it's like that makes my heart smile. Okay, that's good. You got anything else, y'all? I got one last one, and I'm. Is this a Trump card that I'm nervous about? <laughs> no, oh, I need. Well, we, we, we this conversation. No, nah, we so did. We did a Trump card off there. I ain't gonna make you cry. Um, wow. Okay. Good. So you in New York, right? Yeah, so I you, go back but, on Sunday. But clearly, you, you hang out in D.C. You've been in D.C. A little bit, but you, not as much as I used to be. You've been to the African American Museum of History and Culture. Yeah, I have. All right. Have you seen, you've seen all four floors? No. I don't believe I've been to maybe a little bit of the four. Oh, but you've been there seeing some of the yeah, exhibits. Yeah, I'm sitting here things. thinking like, what's <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> oh no, I'm just curious. I'm curious. Oh. So, so. Like, why are you asking me this? No, I got the song. Got the song. All right. So you, so you've you've been there. So think <laughs> y'all are up to something. Okay. No, 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 no. no, 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 it's, no it's, it's an, it's it's an it's outro song. Okay, you're thinking about. okay. So you're at the museum. Um, yeah. You're, you're heading out. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk out the doors. It's the National Mall. You're yeah. like, dang, I'm hungry. I want a salad and some vinaigrette or something. Balsamic yeah. vinaigrette. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So someone grabs you by the arm. Like Nike. Oh my gosh, we're so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. And like, we need you to speak. And they, yeah. they whisk you away, and so you, you at the podium, National Mall, mm-hmm. Washington Monument in the background. And like, all right, go. We need you to speak. Go. And, like, and you think to yourself, like, who am I talking to? Like, who is my audience? So you look out. It's a sea of people. Phil. Yeah. It's a sea of black people. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, bet. This is going to be easy. You look closer. It's a sea of black men. Mm-hmm. You at the real brother much. And so mm-hmm. in, in your speech, you get to ask a million black men one question. And those million black men will respond with their own personal truth, truthful answer. What do you ask? So when you when you said before the question, I thought the top. The, I thought you were gonna. What'd you say? I thought you were gonna say what would be my topic, right? And my topic would be invest in black women, right? Mm-hmm. But then my question, I think, would be, how can we help you be better for our community? And I say that as far as the black community, because I do feel like over time, um, black men have been emasculated or black men have been, there's a lot of energy and efforts going into black women. And as a result of that, and what I say that for us, I feel like as black women, it's our job to get the businesses, to get those federal government grants so that we can pass those businesses off to our husbands, our brothers, our sons, our family members, because institutionally they've been ostracized from that. Like they can ostracize from that. They don't have access to that. So it's a matter of how do we help you become stronger figure for our family and our community? Because we saw what integration did. We saw what, absolutely, you know, taking out, you know, giving social security or benefits did to the black community and the black family. To this day, actually. To this, to this day, right, generationally, well, right. You and can't have a black man in the house and receive social benefits. And we're still, we're still struggling in that. So how do we um, break those generational curses and then collectively work together as a family unit? How do you help me help our community? Mm-hmm. Grace, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked, we spoke about yeah. it earlier about some of the things that were socialized, systemic. Mm-hmm. So it's really the grace, the grace for me to lead. You know, we, we spoke about leading. You know, you want to trust that I can lead you. But no different than leading and you being there from the begin- beginning as you help me uh, go after my dreams. Sometimes we fail. Mm-hmm. So in that leadership role, sometimes I'm going to make the wrong decision. But if that decision leads us down the wrong path, I need you right down that with the wrong path with me as well. Um, we spoke about a sharpshooter in that same environment of, of going down the wrong path. I need you to see the things I don't see. So when, when I'm out front leading, I need you. You don't got to be behind me, but you got to be. I, I, my expectation is that you see the things I don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like that's the really that role of, of of the black woman. So, you know, the grace for me to to try the grace for me not to have that pressure 
to always make the right decision. Because the CEO, you said, you know, sometimes I'm figuring it out as I fly. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring that shit out as I fly as well. It just happened to be called relationship. You know, it happens to be called, you know, coupling or whatever that whatever that term is. So it's really that grace and that unconditional support to allow me to leave to achieve those dreams. Because as you affect black girls, you affect black boys. Mm-hmm. As I affect black women, as as I affect you, I affect the black community. Because I affect your homegirls, your family, your cousins, your nieces, your grandparents, who then affect someone else, who then affect someone else. So if I have that unconditional support to fail, you know, the permission to fail, I think that's how you help me help the community. Let me ask you a question there, and I, and I received that. So is there a time where it's kind of like, I'm not because you've been failing too much, because say, you know, continue to fail, and that's when you like, I, I remember with Sarah Blake, you know, mm-hmm. who invented Spanx. Like her father would always say, you're not failing enough, keep failing, keep yeah, failing. Yeah, fail fast, fail, keep fail Yeah, keep, yeah. but at what point do you say that, I'm 45 years old, let's say, and I want to be a rapper, right? And I'm just saying, like, you know, you do have that in our community. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like. I know, like, I know him personally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like, <laughs> Negro, I can't follow you rapping at 45. Like, based on the statistics, the likelihood <laughs> of that, will you be a successful rapper that can take care of us and our family? And not saying I don't believe in you and I don't love you and I want to invest in you, but this ain't it, right? And so at what time and space does a black woman can say, like, nah, babe, like, I love you, I'm going to rock with you, and I ride with you, but this ain't the path we should be taking. And again, and it's hard because as a man, you should be like, I'm head, I'm in charge, but there's certain things that I can see. And as you know, you know, you say women, you know, let your man feel like he's the head. Well, I'm the neck, and the neck controls the head, right? So at what point do you say, babe, I don't believe this is not to take anything away from you, but have we considered this, babe? But I don't know. Like, babe, rapping is my passion. But babe, rapping ain't it. Maybe blah, 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 blah. So how do you recommend in a case or, you know, in this case, like, I trust you. You know, I want to trust you. I want to be able to trust you. We've been riding it out for so long, but we're waiting for that break. But maybe we should consider this with not offending you, but then also realizing that I want to trust you, but the reality is it hasn't worked out for us so far. So that's what I'm, I'm curious as far as mm-hmm. how do you handle that and deal with that? Yeah, so I think it goes to that early, our earlier conversation about giving cri- criticism to a man, right? Or any, a, a human anyway, but specifically to a man. It's the moment. It's how do it's when you it's when you tell them, you don't. And what is the alternative? I don't think you can rap, but I think you're good at this. And what is it? Is he is 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 this the thing he's going after that sustains the family? And he's like, well, hey, you going after rapping, but yo, we got bills and keep rapping, mm-hmm. pay the bills. Cause is it is your concern? Yo, you're not good at rapping, or your concern is security. You're doing this thing that is not providing security. Yeah, we so, want security. Right. So you you don't you don't you don't want him to stop rapping. You want to you want to feel secure. Mm-hmm. Okay, rap. But how are you gonna make me feel secure? So the issue isn't rapping. It's communicating clearly. It's communicating, and it's also talking about the security. So sometimes it's identifying the thing because maybe rapping it just becomes the hobby. Yeah, that's different. Right. Okay. They said something good in the chat too. They said, "But will you listen when I see what you don't see?" So like, that's a great you, question, mm-hmm. sis. That was a black woman who yeah, asked like, that question. You, it's like, will you? And now that you're you pride, mm-hmm. like, I think that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. You talk about the grace, and then Nike talking about, of course, being supportive and being vulnerable on both ends. It's like, how much trust is there for you to trust that I see something that you don't see? And for me, and, and the opposite for both pe- for both parties, it's like mm-hmm. you know, because both people hate. I you told you, told you that wasn't like, gonna work out. Yeah. How do we get to that place of being able to trust each other? That hey, 
you saw it and I believe it because you saw it or you right. saw it I believe it you saw it to be able to move forward or to be able to, for the relationship to grow and to be mm -hmm. prosperous like how how do you get trust with anything right so it's going to be it's, 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 it goes to that grace actions and time so mm -hmm. alright yo babe I don't think homeboy I don't think I don't think dude is your friend what you mean that's my man I know him from way back I don't, I don't know I'm trusting something about him right yeah a year later, two years later, yo, this nigga stole my money, yo. We was at the court, yo. I caught him going through my wallet. Babe, I told you. It's not even I told you, so it was like, damn, I thought so too because I was feeling like this. I was like, all right. But now it was like, dad, you did say that. Mm -hmm. And it's not a I told you so. It's like, all right, yeah, you was right. And it's just actions and time. It's, you know, it's building trust is yeah. through, you know, through actions and deeds. Um, but it's also too, my turn was, that's my expectation. My expectation of you is that you tell me the things I don't see. So now if that's not a person's expectation of you, it's a different... That's going to become hard. It's going to become hard, but if, if my expert, you know, so you're going to have to either, you're going to have to show it more. But for me, it's, it's for me, it is a, it's worse than cheating if you don't tell me something like that. Mm. Like the same thing. It, 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 it is, that's my deal breaker. If you see something and don't tell me and I fall, and I fall trapped to that, it's a deal, I can't... Give me an example of that. Like a real life mm -hmm. example. If I see something... Yeah. Jeremy, you drink too much. If somebody truly thinks I drink too much and they don't say nothing to me mm -hmm. and I find out like, damn, yo, I'm drinking too much. Like, I need to go to AA. And he's like, yeah, I did feel like that for a while. Like, Why don't you say something? And you and you, you're my woman. You're that you have a significant place in my life. and You don't say anything to me. Like, what, what are you here for? You literally have one job, not one job, but you, you have a very important job that I a very important expectation of mine is to see the things I don't see and speak up. You have that authority in my life. You have that responsibility. Okay. So. Okay. You didn't answer the question, though. Uh, did I need to? Or? Nope, you didn't. Um, I guess I'll go back to the accountability. So holding, holding me accountable so that I, I don't become a repeat offender in our relationship. Like, I don't want to be apologizing or saying I'm sorry for the same things over and over because at a certain point it's like go ahead do you respect women do you respect women who walk away as far as like you know what I've been yeah so it's almost like she was right and sometimes we gotta walk away and it's hard right because like I'm not gonna keep bringing this up like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have to let my boundaries my yeah. boundaries I'm not dealing with this again yeah I agree with that yeah. so. and, and and at no. a we're at a no. I'm at a certain age certain age where it's like if it's getting addressed but, but and I really hear the compassion and the in the distress in your voice about my wrongdoings. Mm -hmm. I need to make a change. Yeah. You feel me? But if I if I know wholeheartedly, I have no um, I have no desire to make that change. Like wholeheartedly, like all right, I hate you, not, but like yeah. yo, you know what I'm saying? It's just I'll let this blow over, and then next week I'll we'll make up next week. But like mm -hmm. if it's like that, then clearly I don't need to be dating. Mm. But if there's somebody who's holding me accountable and I'm putting forth the effort to make the change, then it's all about the effort. No, yeah, and but, we see it and we feel but, it. But it's all, and the consistency. Yeah. But go ahead. No, but that part yeah. too. But I'm saying if I'm putting forth the effort to make the change, then clearly, yeah, mm. I, this something about you is right, That's and it, yeah. and and you may be, you may be it for me. But mm. I have to see. But if I'm willing to make this change, mm. that nobody has ever held me accountable to or yeah. for. Um, I just want to make sure that it's it's received just mm -hmm. as well. Um, from a genuine standpoint, 
Mm-hmm. Not like, all right, well, I'm telling you what I want you to do and I'm holding you accountable and you're doing it, but mm-hmm. no. it's not all about me adapting to you. It's about us adapting together to mm-hmm. figure out if this mm-hmm. walk of life with us together makes sense. And I'm doing a better job of showing my appreciation of people for their effort. Because I think so many times we expect it. Like, mm-hmm. I told you to do it, but like, you know, babe, I appreciate you doing that. And I think men appreciate that too when I recognize it, I see in it, I see it, I recognize it, and I'm more so, and I'm verbally yeah. saying that. Because men need words of affirmation as well. You know, like the different love languages. And I didn't realize how much men need words of affirmation to feel appreciated. Like certain things, like, don't give me the gift. Don't give it up, but just to say it and you really believe it, it means a lot and it can go a long way. And sometimes I think that's some things that we have to work on as well as women, myself, leading with that kind of like because we've been conditioned or have been operating so much. Like, I got it, I'm good. Like, nigga, you should be doing it. But at the same time, like, I appreciate you heard me, you're responding to me, and you're doing it through your actions, not through words. And that means a lot because that shows that there is some effort going in towards it. That's real. This is an honest conversation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I need an air on. Oh, see, oh, I almost was triggered. Oh, like, uh, you, you work, you're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Gonna work. We all are. Uh, don't progress on me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You know what? I had to catch herself. Like, stop it. She progressing on me and shit. No, man. Like, Look, I was a tomboy growing up. I'm not going to promise. Sometimes you're like, let me pull I appreciate that, that yeah, though. Yeah, but you saw a No, nah, but I appreciate that. See, yeah. I'm a working progress. That's what's we all up. are. Don't like, do that shit again. But See? go ahead. <laughs> yeah. we good? Thank I'm you. great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having please me. Please tell the people how to find you. Please remind yes, them. Ask, ask them. Please, please, please um, follow. Oh, go ahead. You better say No, I'm going to say it. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm Nikedra. That's my personal. N-Y-K-I-D-R-A. But everyone calls me Nike. Like the goddess, not the shoe, but also, again, I'm the founder of Black Girls Vote. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Follow Black Girls Vote. And we hope to see you at the fourth annual Black Girls Vote Ball on November 19th at Martin's West in Baltimore. You have 61 minutes to get your (laughs) early bird tickets. Yeah. Trying to tell you, it's going to sell out. Don't say we didn't tell you, it's going to sell out. I promise you that. And I'd like to remember. Indeed. Well, that's it. That's it. So we had a good time. Uh, Nike, can I call you Nike? Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. Queen, uh, goddess Nike. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Season sis today. Thank Season you for coming sis. back. We appreciate you. Shout out to the event uh, shout out, shout out to the yeah. Shout out to the citrus water. Um, nice. That's been in the building all night. And shout out to the teal. Can we though. say teal? That's teal. teal. Hey, so shout out to the Last day of yeah. teal. You represent your teal for ovarian cancer awareness month. So shout out to Tays. Talk about your scars. Keep grab that for me. Uh, right, right there. So uh, we still. This is our last day. Um, we all still rocking our teal for Taze or actually uh, ovarian cancer awareness month. So we are still um, representing. Um, I might even rock too. Just just to finish out the year. I might rock some some teal accents. Okay. Oh, to the ball. Yeah. Oh, some accents. 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 Say that means you might need to be at the ball too, rocking teal. Uh, t- <laughs> She's listening. Get Tay your dude. early bird ticket, Tay. Yeah. But get the tail tuck <laughs> going. Oh hell no, I ain't doing no tail tuck. A whole tail tuck? That's gonna look like Easter. But yeah, okay. bro, I, I'm confident. Yeah. I made you like I would do like do a, it. I do it. Yeah. Sneakers are not allowed, right? Yeah, sneakers aren't allowed, right? They we, are allowed. We wear sneakers wherever we want to wear sneakers. Yeah. You can wear sneakers if you want to wear sneakers. It's still black tie. Oh, so less. come with your own flavor. Say less. Yeah. What's your fly? It's a wrap. Say less. I already see where you going with it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where, where he going? So fly. He got. He got some. He got some kicks. That's really good. So wait, it has to be black suit. 
It could be no. what you Tuxedo. want. Tuxedo. Say, let, yo, yeah. I got my suit on. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. 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 Show up as who you are. Ooh. Black excellence. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he get excited. Yes. I'm, I'm nervous now. Nah, don't be oh, nervous. Because that is about to be fire. I got a tux. Ladies, we're going to bring out the men. Then we're going to bring out the women. But more importantly, we're going to bring out black excellence. And you will feel the energy. Let me book my haircut right now. You want to be there. Dead ass. Like, I'm literally going for my haircut today. I might get a Sunday's best. I might have to go get a Sunday's best real quick. I might get a Sunday's well, thank you. I'm so excited I'm to be yeah. and thank you. Yeah, and I you. and I think it's important that um people recognize what you're doing. Like this is a big deal and giving people like mm-hmm. myself a platform and we never wanna take that for granted. So no matter um who you are, which organization you lead or a vision, it's so important that you stay rooted in the community because these are the people who will support you. So thank you for supporting me by giving me this platform. Because no matter, and I know Black Elizabeth and myself are going to do like phenomenal things and great things, but these are the things in the conversations that I won't forget. Kind of like, man, I had my little bomb salad with my balsamic <laughs> vinegar right dressing, right? But just, but just the little things is just all a part of the journey. And we're always so hard on ourselves. So I encourage you guys to just keep going and keep pushing because you guys have a great synergy amongst yourself. Thank and you. I can tell it's something that you are doing because of passion. It's happening organically and it doesn't feel like it's pressured where it's like, wait, I'm supposed to be somewhere a couple minutes ago, but it's okay. Like, Appreciate it all works you. out. Thank so you. Thank Appreciate you. your time and your yeah. wisdom and yeah. your love always, and support. Always. Yeah, so we look me. forward to seeing you yes. November 19th. Yeah, and, well. uh, and thank you, Season Sis, today. Yes. <laughs> always thank Season Sis. Yes, sis. Yes. So uh, I think that's it. Without further ado, we're going to let you, you know, get be on your way and thank continue you to see these young black girls out here. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So without further ado, please raise your glass. You got something left. Thank yeah. you. What's this As always, raise, love, love life and libations. Yes. Sticky thing. I'm drenched in your wetness. So this Kool-Aid smile contains the attitude of gratitude that you would even let this happen. And thanks for not snapping when our rapping didn't reflect your worth. So this is me tapping into your maple syrup and letting each drip drop into my mouth. So I skip downtown and slip down south. This way I can sip me some flow from the mouth of your mighty Mississippi until I am tipsy or till there's none left. And if done right, you'll mention Malik and God in one breath. I love you to death. Nah, I love you to life. Love of my life. Love you as my wife. I don't even need a number to call you. Sister, goddess, baby, mama, so blessed that you are my...